0: The client that pays £50, like literally wants to know every single detail of what they're getting for £50. And if it's, you know, your time, they literally want up to the last second of your time for that £50. Then you have a client paying you £5,000 and they're like, oh sure, yeah, just, just throw it at me. Let me know how I buy. I'm Becca Poutney,
1: wedding business marketing expert, speaker, and blogger. And you're listening to the Wedding Pros Who Are Ready To Grow podcast. I'm here to share with you actionable tips, strategies, and real life examples to help you take your wedding business to the next level. If you are an ambitious wedding business owner that wants to take your passion and use it to build a profitable, sustainable business doing what you love, then you're in the right place. Let's get going with today's episode. Today, I'm joined by my friend and wedding industry powerhouse, Kelly Mortimer. You'll often find Kelly speaking at events, running sales training for venues and suppliers, or jetting off somewhere exotic. Kelly is also the co founder of our wedding business retreat here in the UK. Kelly has a no nonsense approach to her training, which I love because just like me, she's all about getting you to take action and get results. Kelly, welcome to the podcast.
0: Yay! Hello, hello! Thank you for inviting me on. I'm so excited to be here.
1: It's such a pleasure to have you. I don't know why I haven't had you on here sooner. So I'm glad we finally got round to sorting it out and I've got you here today. Now, I know that your time is short, so I want to make the most of our time together. So I want to start by just asking you some questions about how you're seeing the industry in general right now. Like Just like me, you're on the ground, you're talking to suppliers across the country, you're talking to venues... What do you think right now in September 2022, the industry is feeling like, looking like? What are you seeing?
0: Okay, so I'm definitely seeing a lot of people who have had an epic wedding season. You know, there was that fall over from COVID. We've had all the postponements now. And actually, this wedding season was a bumper year. But of course, what that means is that a lot of our venues and suppliers are really frazzled they are tired they have given everything you know what our people are like they go the extra mile they give everything they've got and now as we just start to come to the end of course we still have weddings in September and a few in October but as we start to slightly wind down and just take it down a notch people are tired and they're wondering have they got the right plan like are they doing the right thing or you know I I am seeing a few people who are actually falling out of love with their business. They're saying, I don't want it to look like this. I want it to look like something different. But the actual industry, I see it's booming. Yeah, that's
1: so true. And I don't know about what you're seeing, but I'm definitely finding people are panicking. I think because the wedding's just rolled in this year, where everyone's had this huge year, they've had overflow from COVID, they've had just this boom, and they've been so busy, they've kind of taken the foot off the gas on some of the marketing. They're starting to panic about next year. And also on top of that, with the news as it is talking about energy bills and cost of living crisis, I just feel like there's this kind of like suddenly this lack mentality when they're talking about 2023. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. Are you seeing the same thing? Have you got any tips if people are feeling
0: like that? Yes, you are so right. I have seen this. And I think realistically, because people have... Basically, stopped marketing. So they might be listed somewhere, but they're not really putting themselves out there. They're not really showing up on social. They're not really selling properly. Because, as you said, weddings have rolled in. So now it's like we took all of this year almost for granted. And now we're looking at next year and going, oh, wow, okay, the boom has happened. And now I'm not marketing. And now next year isn't looking quite as exciting. But actually, those uh, clients that I work with that have continued to market and sell properly are still super, super busy for next year. So I don't believe there is um a shortage of business. I think it's the lack of marketing through the busy season that's created that in some of our venues and suppliers. And the reality is, look, I get it. Uh, I'll be honest, I've had to start turning off the news. I love news. I love to know what's going on in the world. But me personally, I have had to start turning it off because there's, you know, uh, I am a royalist, just FYI. But there's so much about the funeral, about the queen's death. There's so much about the cost of living crisis that it drags you down. And then how are you going to go out there and sell to your couples? And how are you going to go out there on social media if you feel this kind of negative dragging down? And it's not to say we ignore the reality, But there are, you know, there are other things that we could be looking at.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think the other thing I'm hearing people say is, you know, no one's got any money. So no one's going to want to buy me. So I should put my prices down. And I know for a fact, because I saw a great social post that you did the other day about this subject, that that definitely isn't what you're saying. It's definitely not what I'm saying either. So what advice are you giving to people around pricing and confidence in
0: their pricing? Yes, well, you know, pricing's like one of my hot buttons, right? It's, it's one of my top subjects to talk about. Obviously, my whole background is the luxury market, big million pound weddings. Like this is my whole background. And the reality is we don't want to say it and it almost feels crass. It almost feels insensitive to say it. But let's get real for a minute. Okay the people with the lowest budgets are the ones who are going to be most affected by a cost of living crisis. Okay, And when we just look at this without um, our emotions getting involved, what we see is the middle and upper market will still continue to host weddings, to still have big lavish events. They will still go ahead. They will not be as affected by a cost of living crisis. And so by dropping our rates, we put ourselves in the lowest budget bracket with the people most affected who have the least money. Instead of looking at how we can actually attract higher spend couples. And by the way, everybody's version of higher spend is completely different. You know, I might be talking about million pound weddings. Somebody else might say, well, a high budget wedding for me is 10 grand. Like everybody's is different. Whatever yours is, we should be looking at attracting that higher spend couple who are less affected and who can still afford to host a great wedding and have the the right venue the catering the flowers the styling whatever it is that they want now kelly me and you
1: first met in person at a women's business retreat now we'd met online before that we talked to each other online we'd spoken in each other's groups but we both happened to book on to this same business retreat and go away together uh, i think it was in 2020 what was it about that the retreat that made you think i need to go on this
0: so I had never been on a retreat before. It wasn't the kind of thing that I uh really was attracted to normally. It was quite a random re- uh, like reason why. Um I am a huge fan of investing in myself. I'm a huge fan of learning. I've always got um audiobooks and courses, you know, I'm always learning. I think everybody, you know, if we don't stop learning until the day we die. It should just be an ongoing process. Um, And this retreat came up and I thought, wow, imagine being able to just go for a few days and hang out with other people who are also working on themselves and their business and do it in a really enjoyable, beautiful environment and not feel guilty (laughs) about saying to my husband, look, I'm going to go away for a few days and, you know, you need to take care of our son. And really go and be able to focus for a few days without kind of clients on top of you and without your family on top of you. And um, I was just massively attracted to this whole kind of three days away from it all, but working on my business. And and you were there and we met in person.
1: I was there. And your reason for going is a lot more wholesome than mine because I feel like I booked to <laughs> go because I just wanted some time away from my kids to think about myself and my own <laughs> business for a few days. But luckily they're too young to listen to the podcast. Now, when you look back on that <laughs> few days away, what did you enjoy about it? Like As you look back now, what about those few days is memorable for you? What was your experience of actually being there?
0: Well, I mean, obviously meeting you was my highlight, Thanks. right? <laughs> um, so what did I really enjoy? I really enjoyed being surrounded by other people who were on my wavelength. So no, none of them were in the wedding industry, right? Like me and you, we were we, we were the wedding people, but everyone else does other thing. They were, I don't know, like Facebook ads managers and all sorts of other things, right? But being surrounded by people who who run their own business and who understand the pressure, um, the 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 things we have to deal with, because often our family and our friends, they don't really get it, right? We can't really talk that much about business. And I love talking about, I could just talk, I do talk about business day in, day out. And so really to be surrounded in that really small, tight-knit community for a few days with everybody on the same wavelength, that I really, I really enjoyed, absolutely
1: and I enjoyed that too actually I really enjoyed some of the sessions but it was that in between parts where you had time time which is such a pres- precious resource to us mm. to actually just sit over a dinner over a glass of wine over a coffee and just talk to people and like you said kind of geek out like what do you think about the latest Instagram algorithm or whatever it was <laughs> conversations that I can imagine if I yeah. talked to my husband over dinner his eyes would just glaze over but everyone there was interested to talk about the same things um now you you said that you always like to train you want to keep learning until the day you die you invest in yourself and your business and mm. a retreat is a fairly significant investment it's not I mean it's not a ten thousands of thousands of pounds investment but for many people it's a big chunk of money why is it that you think it's
0: important to invest in yourself you know what it's really interesting isn't it I think as we grow in our businesses and, it, and in our personal lives our mentality on this really changes. And I mean, I can only speak from my personal experience. My mentality on this has, has changed beyond recognition. So I remember the first course I ever bought, um, was 200 pounds. And I remember really sweating over that 200 pounds, like, wow, should I pay it? Am I going to learn anything? Um, and it was to do with online ads, right? And I, and I bought this course and, you know, it really, it really felt heavy for me to pay that £200. And, you know, where I am now in my business, I'm going to share something which not a lot of people know. You know, I pay a mentor £1,500 a month to work for an entire year. And that to me now is a great investment because I know that that pushes me up and up and up in my business and what I'm doing. And I'm learning from someone who is way streets ahead of me in their particular field nothing to do with weddings whatsoever but in their particular field and so that that investment for me is important and it and it holds me up to that higher level. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes absolute
1: sense. And you're right, because I remember investing in something when I first started out and it was about 50 pounds and thinking, oh, I don't want to spend 50 pounds on that. And now if someone said to me, do you want to buy this course for 50 pounds? I'd be like, uh, is it any good? Like, <laughs> is, it, is it worth exactly. it? Exactly. Like, because in my head, I it, it, maybe it isn't because it's so cheap. So yeah, I definitely think that's true. Yeah. And, and as we grow and evolve, and also as we see the impact that that has on our business, I think that's the other thing yes. is when you see that you turn that 50 pounds and then what you action and learn from mm-hmm. that can turn into hundreds or thousands of pounds, you start to realize, yeah. oh, if I stay at this level, then and keep investing at this level, I'm not going to learn anymore. So if I want to understand yes. how the next people do it, I need to keep investing up. Exactly.
0: And that's exactly the process I've gone through, you know. So I didn't jump from 200 pound one off to 1500 a month with one step. You know, that happened gradually over a few years of investing more and more. And you get to a level, like you said, you plateau and you're like, okay, well, I need to now understand. The mentality of that next step up. And so it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I think everybody has a different level of what they are used to investing and what they expect uh, back from that. So I, I saw something really funny on social media the other day, and it was like the 50, and our wedding pros will totally resonate with this. The client that pays 50 pounds, like literally wants to know every single detail of what they're getting for 50 pounds. And if it's, you know, your time, they literally want up to the last second of your time for that 50 pounds then you have a client paying you 5000 pounds and they're like oh sure yeah just just throw it at me let me know how i buy and it just shows that mentality of people who and again those higher spend couples have a similar mentality like just give me the final result rather than every single nitty gritty you know how many tea lights are you going to provide you know what i mean yeah. it's <laughs> it's a different it's a different mindset isn't it of those people who are moving their businesses forward
1: So we both invested in that initial retreat. I, for one, don't regret it. I think I had a great time. I enjoyed the fact that we met each other. And even while we were there on the retreat, we could see our wheels and our cogs turning and thinking, like, imagine if everyone in this room was also from the wedding industry. Like, imagine if we could recreate this kind of environment for our people for the people we love for the people whose businesses we both in our businesses are invested in and want to see grow and what if we could create this magical kind of learning space and environment for them and off the back of that that's where our initial vision came from and we decided to work together to collaborate and to launch the wedding business retreat here in the uk when you first set out on this journey what was your kind of
0: initial vision of how that would look and work Honestly, I was just so excited to bring together a small group. It was always going to be a small group. I didn't want this to be, you know, I sometimes train hundreds of people when we work with the big companies like Marriott and Hilton, but I saw this as being a small, intimate group who hang out for three days, get space, get time, get strategy. And what's really interesting is, you know, yeah, I can I can plan to deliver a particular training point on a particular subject. But it's often in the, it's often in the smaller conversations, the the deeper dives when you speak to people. That's where the kind of magic transformation happens because you're you're really helping that one person to take that exact step they need. And, you know, I mean, I'm booked out now until December, right? You can't you can't have a one-on-one day with me now until December. So Being able to hang out with someone for three days, I just thought, wow, we can help so much. We can move people forward so much. What I didn't realize when we started to have this vision was all of the bonus stuff that was gonna come for our attendees. Like that has come as a complete surprise to me. The confidence they said that they felt, like all of this other stuff that they fed back to us after, I was just in shock. I was like, wow, I didn't realize that was gonna be a bonus element of this.
1: Yeah, that's so, yeah, that is so true. And I think for me, it was that element of being able to give our time so preciously as well. I don't know about you, but I can give a training day, a workshop, I can run a networking event. And I feel like everyone has 30 seconds of my time. Everyone wants to come and talk to me and I'm giving quick snippets of information here and then I'm having to go and talk to someone else. And then, and I feel like I don't give my time properly to anyone other than when I'm talking and giving my presentation. And what I could see from that retreat is, yeah, there'll be times when I'm giving a presentation, but then there'll be evenings, whole evenings where I can sit next to people at dinner and be present and give them my time and not be waiting to go and talk to the next person and not have a line of people around waiting to ask a question and actually give time. And that was for me, my vision that people can come away, have time away from life, have time with
0: each other, learn and then implement and ask those questions in the gaps. Oh, so true. And you you said the magic word, implementation, right? And we had people, didn't we, on the retreat who were who were implementing during sessions. So rather than just loading people up with knowledge and then sending them back into a busy, busy world, they were doing the stuff during the time that they had. And then we were able to then review with them and tweak again and keep pushing them forward. And you know, they were they were able to actually implement rather than just knowledge 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 and for me that was that was magical
1: yeah it's gold dust and for me as well now I reflect back so obviously we're looking forward to our next retreat as I look back it's a year year basically since our last retreat and I've been reflecting back on what I enjoyed about it, what my reflections are from it. And some of my favorite moments when I look back and think about those few days was seeing people sitting on a floor with their flip chart paper, with other people around, writing down their customer journey, writing down their sales packages. Actually, people saying, I'm going to change my prices and I'm going to do it now while I'm here. So I'm accountable to everyone and everyone kind of being behind them and cheering in that camaraderie of people, you know, telling people yeah get on and do it this isn't uh let's just talk about this theoretically and then all go home this is a uh, we want to do this let's make this happen while we've got the time while we've got the support in the room what are your reflections on last year uh,
0: that definitely I definitely in my mind see people sitting around with their flip charts and taking action and and that I just love I love that like getting into it, right? Rather than it just being a knowledge-based uh, item. Um, I'm going to go off, off-piste here a little bit. Uh, my uh, amusing memory is, uh, I think it was day two, waking up and finding out that basically all the attendees had a secret party until 2 a.m., which I was not aware of. <laughs> and I'd gone to bed at like 10.30, because I'm quite an early, early to bed, early riser kind of person. And I got up in the morning and I'm all like fresh and I've been asleep and everyone's like, yeah, we ordered delivery takeaway food and we were all drinking wine until 2am. And I was like, how did this happen? And I was just asleep having no clue. And then I came to you and I was like, did you know that everybody was up? And you went, well, I may have snuck back downstairs in my PJs. (laughs) And and I completely missed the whole like 2am over pizza. Um, And I think, yeah, you were there in your PJs, right? Yeah,
1: just for a few minutes. I just remember being in bed and getting all these messages from people like, Becca, come downstairs. Becca, we're doing this. Come downstairs. And I was like, what is going on? All right, I'll go downstairs. And then finding everyone there in a party. And there's me in my PJs like, hey. And I only stayed for about five minutes, but it was fun. And I think actually that alludes to something else that came out of that retreat for people was that they'd been so busy. They'd been so kind of alone and isolated in their worlds, in their business. And we saw over those three days, people let go, let loose, have fun, relax, find the joy in their business, find the joy in themselves, let out some of that kind of pent up emotion that they'd been holding and kind of fall in love with their business and the industry again,
0: didn't we? Definitely. I mean, we had tears, and we had laughter, and we had learning. Like it was the full three hundred and sixty spectrum. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, a lot of people maintained those friendships, those connections that they built. Um, and it was, yeah, it was in the it was in the other moments as well as the training. You know, it was it was in the in the coffees and the wines and the dinners uh, that they built those really strong connections and. Yeah, just got the, the love back and the, and the, and the mojo, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. And that as I look forward, is the kind of thing that I'm excited to see again. Now, obviously, we've talked about a lot of the fun and the time, but there was some training as well. We did do some serious business training, didn't we, <laughs> Kelly? We didn't just have fun. What do you remember, when we lo- again, when we look back on last year about the actual transformations, business transformations, we saw people learn through the sessions mm-hmm. they were attending, the moments where they had those light bulb moments where they realized, oh, I get that now and I want to implement it.
0: Yeah, it was really interesting. And, you know, there were some of my uh, my next levelers, my members who had heard some of the concepts before. Like, it wasn't a completely new concept, but they they heard it in a different way. And they were able to apply it when we were there supporting them in the room. They were able to take that action. And again, being able to sit with people and, and show how that what that meant for their business, for them, rather than just an abstract concept of how to do it. Ah, this is how it works for me and my business. And that was really great to see people like, you know, it's sinking in that this is actually how they move forward. And we definitely saw a lot of people completely Uh, like rearrange their customer journey, rearrange their pricing points and put their prices up. Um, Looking at how, you know, to really attract more quality couples, how to increase those rates and how to do it strategically, because it's all very well saying, oh, we'll just put your rates up, but that doesn't work. It has to be strategic and it has to be done the right way. And so there was a lot of really amazing things that came out of that.
1: Yeah, and we are continuing to see the results from that. People are still contacting us. We're still seeing people in and around our memberships, in and around the internet, implementing the things that we taught and we showed on that retreat. And that, I don't know about you, Kelly, that brings me so much joy. I don't know about you. I'm always like a proud mum when I see someone doing something and I'm like,
0: yay! <laughs> 100%. 100%. And I think one of the other things was, you know, obviously we gave everybody the mini uh, branding shoot. And you know, there was a good handful of people who didn't want it, right? There was a handful of people who said, no, no, it's all fine, thanks. Like I'm coming on the retreat, but I don't wanna, I don't wanna have a branding sheet. But we convinced everybody to get involved. And you know, the amazing Victoria, she had such a way with people that that she was giving counseling sessions practically over these branding sheets. And you know, really getting people comfortable in their own skin and again walking away with something tangible, incredible images for their website, for their social that really elevate them in terms of the kind of clientele they would attract with those much higher quality uh, images of, of them and their business.
1: Yeah. And again, I'm seeing those popping up all over the place, all of the time being used in PR, being used on their social media. And you're right. It's totally elevated their brand and elevated their positioning just from something so simple as a photo shoot. Now, we have our next retreat coming up as this goes out in just a few weeks' time, which I am so excited about. The more we've talked about it today, (laughs) as we've talked about it, I'm like, oh, yes, I'm so excited. It's coming up really soon. Um, We have got a couple of spaces left for that. When you look forward to the retreat coming up, up in October, up in Hackness Grange. What are you excited about? Like, what are you looking forward to?
0: You know what? One of the things I love is is the fact that we only use exclusive use venues. So a bit like when you went downstairs in your pajamas, like it was okay to do that because the hotel was completely ours. And this is something I love because it means that from the minute people walk in the door, they feel at home. They're with other colleagues who are doing the same thing. You're not bumping into randoms at the bar or at a coffee. You're like, oh, if you're here in front of me, you're also on the retreat. And so I really enjoy that kind of getting everybody inside that exclusive use venue. It's a beautiful surrounding. So instantly you feel better because you're like, wow, this is beautiful. And we're going to you know, pamper and take care of people and give them the love that they give their clients all year long. And we kind of shut the door, don't we? It feels like it's a... <laughs> we shut in. the door and say, right, That's it. It's a lock-in, right? For three days, we don't leave the premises, but we've got acres and acres. So people walk and they have time. And like, we're just, we're just all together with that door shut in our little wedding industry bubble for three days. And honestly, that just gives me goosebumps.
1: Yeah. And for me as well, because we've now experienced it once, I'm excited because I know the journey that the people are going to go on. So I'm excited to see them walk into the room on the first day and kind of, be a bit nervous cuz they might not know other people and awkwardly have their first cup of tea and try and make small talk and the transition from that to like day 3 when they're all crying and <sighs> hugging each other and not wanting to leave yeah. is just some it's just something so magical about that and that those connections and those relationships and just they almost come out of the retreat as a different person like a a refreshed person ready to do
0: business and ready to level their business up and that is what I can't wait for so true so true you've 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 captured that perfectly and it's it's so true they do they end up you know, coming out with that fresh breath, that fresh mojo, okay, we're ready to go again, we've got fresh ideas, fresh steps, but also feeling rejuvenated, Um, and it does make me remember, I won't mention the name, but there was one member who literally, we were like packing up, and we were like, you've got to leave the building now, it's finished, (laughs) she knows who she is, if she's listening, and we were like, we really need to close the door, like, we're packing up, we're leaving, But they didn't want to go, did they? They were like, no, don't make us go back to the real world. Yeah, it's because
1: it felt so safe in that environment. It was like a lovely... Everyone had signed that non-disclosure agreement. We knew it was a really safe space to be and to learn. And you're right, no one wanted to leave. The other thing that I'm excited about is, although we are quite intentional about the program that we put together and the training we're also quite intentional about keeping it quite fluid because we don't know until we're there what's going to walk through the door and so we know that yes we'll have set training sessions that we'll think we're going to deliver but I know from last time as the time Mm. went on as we discovered actually people need this they don't need that we because we purposely hadn't kind of said this is what we're going to do this day this day this day we could keep that fluid and give people what they needed at the time and I think there's something really special about that. It's scary for the people that are coming because I know some people like to know what they're doing when. But actually, if you can let go of that feeling for us, it means we can serve better.
0: Oh, so true. Absolutely. And I remember you and I tweaking things as we went along last time. You know, saying like, actually... This is really what these guys are going to need tomorrow. Let's add this extra little thing in. And, and if we'd have had a really rigid structure, I think we wouldn't have been able to do that. And that and that was great for us to be able to, um, to bend and, and create that structure as, you know, as we could see people needed it. So, I mean, as you know, we've got a great big planning day coming up, the two of us, where we're going to put, you know, put all of these uh, details into place so we know what we're training on. But there is that that space for us as well to serve people better in the moment. And I can't wait to see
1: who comes through that door and how we're going to be able to serve them on the day. I really genuinely cannot wait. Um, Obviously, we've got a couple of spaces left for this year's retreat. If you're listening to this in the future, the wait list will be open for our next retreat. If someone's on the fence thinking, having listened to this, is this the kind of thing I want to do in my business or not? What
0: would you say to them? So I recently interviewed a handful of our attendees from the last retreat, and almost all of them said they felt really unsure when they were hitting the booking button. Like there was not really people going, oh, yes, definitely. It was people going, oh, maybe. I'm not sure, but I don't know anyone. Oh, I might feel uncomfortable. Maybe they were all just going to sit around in their circle and chant. Like they were, <laughs> they were worried about what they were coming to. But they took that little risk, right? They took that little step of faith. And they said, okay, like, let's give this a try. And one woman who came with us, she's actually coming again this year. She said that she thought if she got there and it was horrendous, she would just go to the spa for three days. (laughs) So she had a plan B, right? She had like a backup plan, but obviously she had the best time and she's booked again to come this time. So it just shows that most people will feel, oh, I'm not sure if this is for me, but taking that leap of faith, every single person, Every 100% of the people who came on our last one said it was absolutely epic. They would recommend it. They would do it again. So the proof is in the pudding, right? The proof is in how the people feel at the end of the retreat. So if you're thinking about it and you're not sure, I'd say just take that one little step of faith. Give yourself the chance.
1: Yeah. And who wouldn't want to come and hang out with us for three days? Because right. we are a We're barrel lot we're just so much fun and you can sit next to us at dinner you might even get to see me in my pajamas if it's your lucky day or maybe this time it's Kelly's turn no no
0: no one gets to see my PJs
1: (laughs) at this time though Kelly I am going to get the best bedroom right
0: Oh, yeah, that is true. I did guarantee you get the top bedroom because I had it last time. (laughs)
1: Thanks. (laughs) Okay, so as we finish the podcast, I always end my interviews with the same question, which is what is the one thing you wish you'd known sooner in your business?
0: Oh, what's the one thing I wish I'd have known sooner in my business? Um, How valuable an email list is. And wedding pros always think this is not for them. They think this is not for the wedding industry. They're like, oh, I get in other industries how that makes sense. But actually, um, understanding how to build your own audience. Everybody's obsessed with building an audience online on social media. And I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> you know, you are too. But actually building an audience inside your email list is uh, also a vital part of the marketing process, which I wish I had uh, have understood slightly sooner than I did.
1: Ah, oh, Kelly Mortimer, what a pleasure. Absolutely love chatting to Kelly. We always feel like we're on such a similar wavelength. If you've enjoyed what we've talked about today, and if you can imagine being away for three days with myself and with Kelly in that room with other wedding business owners, just really focusing on your business and planning for next year and beyond, then do get in touch with me. We have very few last-minute places, just a couple of rooms remaining at this year's wedding business retreat, which is in October, in Hackness Grange Hotel in scarborough and if that is not suitable for you then do join the waiting list for more details of future retreats you can find all the information in the show notes or at www.weddingbusinessretreat.com i'll see you next time